Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today is going to be spicy. We're going to talk about why your audience size doesn't matter, okay? Um, This is something that grinds my gears when it comes to the marketing space. I am going to tell you why I believe this so strongly, and um, I, I really do believe that this episode is going to be very freeing for you. I think it's going to help you shift your focus to the things that really matter in your business, help you make sure that you are really doing the things to move the needle forward, and um, taking the stuff off your plate that doesn't really matter, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, what type of business are you trying to build? Um, If it doesn't line up with that, you don't need to be doing it. So I am going to share my take on why I believe so strongly that your audience size doesn't matter in marketing and what matters more. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. So the thing that inspired this podcast episode was actually a doctor's appointment that I had the other day. Stick with me here. (laughs) So I went to a doctor. This was just like a biometric screening that we need to do for our insurance through my husband's work. And I went to this doctor that is closer to us, not my primary care doctor. Okay, so I do not have a relationship with this doctor. I do not typically go to this clinic because I have a clinic that I absolutely love. So I walked into this clinic with no expectations, right? Um, And I've had many experiences where, you know, you can probably relate to this, where I go to the doctors and they're very much just down to business. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. I understand that healthcare professionals um, are often way overloaded with work, right? I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about them here. I'm just saying, unfortunately, there is a trend where often you go to the doctor and they're just kind of in and out. They don't really spend a whole lot of time with you because they don't have the time to spend with you. They don't take the time to to ask if you have any questions, address any concerns that you have, and it doesn't feel great, right? This is why I switched my primary care clinic because I found a place that is really wonderful and relatively close to us that does hold space for us. But here's why I'm sharing this, right? So I went to this this doctor and um, was completely just expecting the normal, right, the huge, um, of in and out and just get it done. But this wonderful woman took the time to get to know me. It didn't even take that long, you guys. It was probably only five, ten minutes that we were talking. But here's the thing is that she showed interest in me as a person. She was present. She held space for me. And it completely, like, impressed me, honestly, because I had such a, such a, um, idea in my head of what that experience was going to be like. And it just left me like after, you know, this appointment when I was driving home, 
it just got my wheels turning because I was like, man, so many people are showing up in their business with this mentality of, um, you know, the, the earlier experience that I talked about, right? The, the in and out doctor who's like, just quick, get in, drop the content, get it done, have the conversation, follow up with someone and peace out. And it's, it's really unfortunate because there is this, you know, the saying in the marketing world and I get it right. Marketing is a numbers game. And to an extent, I agree, because there is the metrics component of marketing. Completely get it, right? However, the problem is when you are operating with the mindset of marketing as a numbers game, you start treating people like a number. Okay, I'm going to say that again to let that really sink in. When you are acting like marketing is strictly a numbers game, you start treating people like numbers, okay? You start looking at them as potential cash, right? This is how I can pay my mortgage. This is how I can pay my bills. Um, and, and you're not looking at them as people. And, and I'm, you know, calling myself out here too. Like I've definitely had moments where I caught myself in this line of thinking. I don't think anyone is immune to this. But this is why I feel like it's an important topic to address is because, you know, I, I believe very strongly in putting the human back in marketing. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, when we have these bad experiences where we feel like um, we feel like just a number, right? Maybe you've joined a coaching program and you felt like you were just a number or you had an interaction with someone who was trying to pitch a program to you and you feel like you were just a number to them. Um, those experiences are because there is not a relationship established there or the relationship is not strong enough, right? And this is the problem, okay? If you are under the impression right now that your audience is not big enough and that is the thing that's holding you back from signing clients, I promise you that it is not an audience size problem it is a relationships problem, okay? I don't care if you are brand new to business. There are people that you're already connected with that can either become your client or connect you to your next client. And it all comes back to relationships, right? This is one of the very core things about marketing that stands the test of time. I was actually just having this conversation with a client earlier today and we touched on briefly, like there's the marketing trends and then there's the, the, like the core marketing principles that stand the test of time, right? The relationships, right? Power of word of mouth, um, the importance of having strong, clear messaging. Like these things do not change. The way that you implement it changes, right? There's trends, there's different seasons of business, different things are working now versus what used to work, right? But the the thing that remains the same is um, some of these things like the relationships. And so if you are in that place right now, like I said, where you're feeling like your audience size is holding you back and you find yourself in this place where you're focused on visibility, right? You're focused on like, I need to get in front of um, new people, fresh faces. I need to increase my reach. I need to, you know, how can I collaborate or uh, like you're, you're very much focused on that. 
those are not bad things, right? Like those are great things to focus on to continue to reach new people and bring them into your world. However, like I said, no matter your stage of business, you are connected to people right now that could either be your client, your next client, or know someone who could be your next client. And so it's like getting away from this grass is greener mentality. And that's what I see this focus, this like hyper fixation on audience size is one of those deals where it's like the grass is greener, right? Like I just, I need to find the right people. I'm not attracting the right people. And and there's, you know, there's some, uh, there is some truth to like if you have recently shifted your business and you're going a new direction or you just launched a business and it's not really clear to people like what do you want to be known for how can you help me you might be kind of attracting random people yes and there's there's work that can be done to kind of tighten up how you're um, showing up online the the content that you're putting out there as far as content strategy marketing strategy messaging all that stuff right you guys know that's my jam if you need help jump in my inbox, right? And I can help you. Um, So there is some truth to that. Again, just like there's some truth to the audience size is a factor. Yes. However, it's not the end all be all. And that's like the message that I really want to drive home today because I've coached many clients. I've seen many women having this attitude where they're using it as an excuse, right? I don't have enough people in my group. I don't have that big of a following. Oh, I'm just getting started, um, you know, and and they're using it as an excuse of why they can't sign clients, and it's just, it's simply not true. I've talked about vanity metrics before, and I think a lot of this belief in audience size comes down to the fact that, you know, there is, um, when you look at, like, really big names in any industry. Honestly, it doesn't have to be business. It could be any industry. There's um, the influencers or whatever you want to call them, right? There's people who have really large followings, like hundreds of thousands of followers or millions of followers. And, you know, I think there's a part of us, a part of every one of us that sees that and is like, oh, that would be so cool, right? Like, what I turn down having hundreds of thousands of women following along with this podcast Absolutely not. That would be so cool. But do I think I need to have those kind of numbers following me to make an impact? No. And so it's, it, it's again, like, you know, looking at what you believe. Do you believe that you need a mega following to sign clients consistently? Um, because that's not true. And if that, if, if that is what you're believing right now, you're choosing to believe that. But truly, you know, you look at... Um, like we'll take Instagram followers as an example, Um, the number of Instagram followers that you have is not the same number that's in your bank account. And so just because you see that someone has um, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, a million, whatever followers, and you're looking at that as like, oh, they're successful because they have so many followers. Well, you don't know that. Like you don't know what's in their, their bank account. And even if they are someone who is very vocal or very transparent about the sales that they're bringing in, you don't know what their profit margin is, right? And so you could look at someone and be kind of putting them up on a pedestal, so to speak, because you're like, oh my gosh, they have so many followers and this is why they're successful. And 
I won't be successful until I get to this point. Um, but you're you're comparing yourself to someone who you don't really know what they're actually paying themselves. I've talked about this. There's I've had many guests on this podcast who have talked about this point of, you know, you could look at someone who um, has a bigger business versus someone who, yes, they have a sustainable business, but um, smaller revenue amounts. Again, you don't know the profit margin difference. Like just because someone has a big, impressive um, following and sales, you know, number that they're flaunting does not equal the number that's in their bank account. And so you don't really know. And so it's dangerous to make these assumptions and make this connection in our brain of big audience equals big sales number, right? Like lots of revenue. It's just, it's really not true. And you know, when it comes to the metric side of things, right, there can be the vanity metrics. Um, and then there is like, what are the the numbers that actually show momentum and that are important and that you should pay attention to. Um, Numbers like, for example, on reach, um, uh, reach on Instagram, I have been playing around with reels because, you know, sometimes I do an Instagram story and I'm like, that was really good. I want to make sure that that doesn't just disappear. And so I'm going to turn it into a reel. And I've just been, you know, truly having fun playing around with it, not taking it super seriously. And I've been getting a lot of traction with Reels. And it's very cool for me to see, like, all of a sudden, my reach has increased by whatever the percentage is, like, thousands more that I am, you know, quote, unquote, reaching. However, are those reaches necessarily leading to clients right now? No. Am I having more conversations? Yes. Uh, Can I say absolutely that there's a direct correlation between my reels and the reach and my income? No, because I, I'm not I'm not using that as an income producing indicator, right? Or a, like a income indicator. My reach on Instagram is a vanity metric. And just like my follower count, that's not something that, although I do track it, um, I, I've shared with you guys kind of my... Um, my monthly metrics that I record just for my own benefit of seeing how I am growing and seeing like where should I focus right and so I do have my Instagram follower account as something that's on there but it's more so like making a mental note of okay this is interesting like this seems to be growing this seems to be working Um, but I'm not putting pressure on it as if I go viral and this reel blows up oh I'm gonna make so much money right do I believe that clients can come from a reel going viral or getting thousands and thousands of new eyeballs? Of course. Like, of course I can, I can do that. But um, I can also reach new women and have a humongous impact with my small but mighty audience. And that's the message that I want to drive home today. And so, you know, I, I want to focus on... Um, putting this into perspective, like helping you see how silly this fixation is really with like having the the big followings by putting it into perspective and then talking about what does actually matter. Okay. Um, and, and one more thing I want to, I want to share this as well while it's coming to mind is kind of on this, on this train of thought of putting it into perspective. If you are a coach, if you are a done for you service provider or done with you or any variation of that 
how many clients can you realistically serve anyways? Right? Like a, a lot of the um, accounts that you will see or businesses that you see that do have a really big following, often they have different business models where they are selling mini products or courses or memberships or different stuff like that. They're running Facebook ads. So it's like, they're, they're growing a totally different type of business. They have a different strategy, and so there's different things that they're focusing on. And it also aligns with what they want to do, right? They want to grow their business in that way. But if you are someone who, um, like, you're, you know, you, you want to um, be present for your family while you're building your business, you love the one-to-one work that you do, you want to reach the women that you're called to serve, the, the clients that you're called to serve, um, you don't have the budget for ads right now, right? Like, if you're in this place, hear me when I say that you don't need a, a mega following, a mega audience, because um, you can have a major impact, you can sign clients, you can make good money with a small audience, okay? I know multiple women who you look at their Instagram and they've got under a thousand followers that are making six figures. Like it is not at all an indication um, of your bank account, like I said, right? Even even looking at Instagram followers, you guys, there's so many bots over there. There is so many just spammers and whatever that are, you know, pitching weird, you know, whatever, weird stuff. Um, I actually actively go through and when I see that someone new has followed me, if they are very clearly a spammer, I remove them as a follower. Like, I don't want vanity. I, I don't want random bots following me like that. No, like I want quality over quantity. I want people who are genuinely interested in what I'm providing um, to follow me. I don't want bots following me um, or creepers, right? (laughs) So I delete those people. Like, I don't let them follow me. Um, So again, like, if someone's not doing that, they might have a really impressive Instagram following. But if you really looked through that, you would see a lot of randomness, right? So another thing to note here. But let's put it into perspective, okay? So the 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 fixation on I need a big audience, right? And and what is a big audience, right? What is a small audience? What are you making that mean to begin with? Um, that is very subjective in itself. But let's talk like someone who is just getting started in their business. You're a new coach. You're building a Facebook group, or you're building up your Instagram following, and you're like, I only have. 100 people following me or 300 or whatever it is, right? Like you are in the low hundreds. Um, do you realize how many people that would be if you had all those people standing in your, your yard right now? Like you, you probably, unless you've got a really big house, you probably would not be able to comfortably fit 100 people in your house or 200 or 300, right? Putting it into that perspective Um, If you had a room full of 20 people right now that were eyeballs on you, listening to you, ready to hear what you had to say, um, that would be pretty, like, that'd be pretty cool. I would love to speak to, like, if I had 20 of you in my house right now and we were hanging out and I'd, I'd make lots of coffee and we could talk business and life and motherhood and all the things, right, and just keep it real, like, that would just fill me to overflowing. Like that would just be so cool. And and when we 
somehow when we get online, we lose that perspective. And if I had, you know, 20 followers, like I'm not thinking about it in terms of I have 20 people in my living room, right? We, we flip it and we're like, oh, I only have 20 followers. Oh, I only have 200 followers. But that's still pretty dang cool. Like, again, putting it into perspective, how many people does it take to fill your house? How many people does it take to, um, you know, fill an airplane or a football stadium, right? Like, some of you following you on Instagram, some of you have thousands of followers. My goodness, that's like a whole auditorium or a whole stadium. Like, that is really cool. And so it's important to put it into perspective and not lose sight of... Um, the potential there. And it's just, it's valuing, valuing those people, right? Um, Not having this mentality of, you know, the in and out doctor who's like, I'm just going to go get it done. But are, are you valuing the people who are in front of you right now? Or are you so focused on getting in front of new people that you're not actually nurturing and, and connecting with the, the women or the people that are following you right now? That's something that I have been really feeling led to focus on in this season. Of course, I'm still, um, you know, expanding my reach and um, getting in front of new audiences. I love doing podcasts, uh, like guest podcasting on other shows. And so that's something that I love to do to expand my reach. But also, I've been focusing in this season on loving really hard on my audience. Like the women that I see that are consistently following along with me, like I want to get to know I want to get to know you, right? Like, I want to know who you are. I want to know what kind of business you have. Like, what's your life look like? Like, I just, I want to know what's going on with the people who are hanging out in my space, in my world. And that's something that I think every single one of you listening right now would benefit from doing. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop um, looking to grow your audience, because of course, that is a wonderful thing to get in front of new faces, but I think there's not enough focus on, on loving and nurturing the people that are right in front of you. And I, I think there's, you know, there's a really great question that I'm going to ask you that I really encourage you to think about here. If you had the choice to have a smaller, again, this is subjective, but a smaller audience of a tight-knit, highly engaged community over a big following where you are attracting a lot of people, but they're not necessarily all the right people, um, or they are not, like, you don't have the same um, connection with them because, you know, there's only so much of you to go around, what would you choose? And there's no wrong or right there, but it's just, it's food for thought. Because I see, again, I see a lot of women showing up almost thinking that they're supposed to go viral and like these are, you know, they're supposed to go viral and grow a big audience and go for the big numbers because this is what you're supposed to do if you're going to sign clients and be successful online. And when that is the example that we see online, it is understandable why we would think that. But again, it's not the case because, um, I know for a fact it's not the case, right? I've experienced it in my business. I have um, seen other women who are rocking it and they are smashing their client goals and income goals and they do not have tens of thousands of followers. They can have under a thousand followers or a few thousand, right? So it's just, it's all subjective. Um, At the end of the day, the the follower count, the, the number of people in your group or whatever 
it is it is largely vanity because um, it it does not indicate the impact or the income that you're necessarily selling, right? So think about that question. Would you rather have that small but mighty, highly engaged audience full of your people or a large following where not everyone is the right person? Because again, that is often the reality with the big audiences that you see. Um, and and you get to choose in your business. And knowing that you are, um, most of my listeners are coaches. They are offering you know, one-to-one or like small group offerings where there is the high touch, um, very personalized support, you don't need to go for the large following unless that's something that you want to do, unless you are looking to um, run like memberships and smaller products and, you know, have a different business model. Um, they, you know, it's it's not a requirement and you can absolutely go full-time, have a, a make a really great living with a small but mighty audience, okay? So that's the encouragement I want to give you today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what does matter, right? Because I said this does not matter. Your audience size does not matter. So what does, okay? Uh, number one, positioning yourself with a clear niche. You have a clear focus. You are showing up in a way that is that makes it really clear, hey, this is what I can help you with, right? A, a question to ask yourself is, what do I want to be known for? Pick three to five topics. Those are your content pillars. Are you consistently talking about those things online? Is it very clear when people land on your page or add you as a friend or stumble across your podcast or group or whatever it is? Is it clear what you want to be known for? Is that the thing that you're consistently talking about? Okay, so that's number one is positioning yourself with a clear niche, clear focus. It is very obvious to people what it is that you are known for and where your um, where your gifts lie, right? Number two, messaging that draws in the people who are your people, right? They're primed, they're ready to go. Um, your your stuff is speaking to them and they are just absolutely pulled in, drawn in because they're like, oh my gosh. I love her. I want more of that. Okay, so that's number two is the messaging. Number three, faithfully showing up with quality content, having conversations, connecting with those people, serving your people, right? So the consistency. These are the things that matter. It is not the number of your following. That does not indicate the number that's in your bank account. I cannot say that enough, okay? So to sum up everything that I shared in here, you know, there is nothing wrong with wanting to have a large impact. I think this is a wonderful thing, but know that a large audience is is not required to make a big impact, to make a living in your business, to have a wildly successful business, right? You can have those things and it does not depend on your audience size. Does it impact? Yes. It does. Um, it, it depends what type of marketing you're putting out there, what kind of offer you have. But if you are offering the high-touch one-to-one support and you are pricing it accordingly um, and you are connecting with the people that are in front of you, again, loving the people that are already in front of you, nurturing those connections, getting to know the people that are following you right now, you can have that impact right now with the following that you currently have. And 
I hear a lot of women share in the beginning of their business. I probably have said this at one point too, right? Like if I can just help one person, then it'll be worth it, right? And so it's it's having that mindset, showing up and really truly thinking, you know, if this podcast episode, like this podcast episode that I'm recording right now, you know, that you're listening to as we speak, if I just help one person, like if this is the shift that one of you needed to hear, and I'm sure there's more than one of you because this is a big topic, but if there was truly just one person and I only got one download on this podcast episode and this was like the shift that you needed to show up even better for the people that are in front of you and then you went out and you signed a client and this just like clicked and shifted things for you, that would be the coolest thing ever, right? And I, I record podcast episodes and create content from that place, right? Like, I'm always thinking of the one person. I'm not speaking to, like, a big, you know, I'm not picturing multiple people in my head. I'm just, I'm speaking to one person, right? Like, acting as if we're sitting here and having coffee together, right? Like, I've got my reheated coffee right here <laughs> on my desk next to me. So, you know, it's it's really embracing that. And so that's what I want to leave you with today is go back to that place where, yes, you can um, focus on growing your audience, getting more visible while really believing and holding on to that, that thought that if this only helps one person, if I can just help one person make this shift and then I help the next person and then the next person, that is how you're going to see the tremendous growth. And how refreshing too, right? Like you want to be the kind of going back to my doctor's office analogy that I began this episode with, you want to be the kind of person that creates that experience that this doctor did for me where she held the space for me and she didn't treat me like a number. I didn't feel like just another uh, face in her day. I felt like she really saw me and that was really refreshing and wonderful. And that is what I want you to provide for your people, right? Because that is going to be um, a game changer for them. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Does that mean they're going to work with you? Not necessarily, right? Like we can't control who signs up to work with us or when or in what capacity, but we can do these little actions and they have a compound effect. And the more that you do that and that you really get to know the women in your audience and the, the people that are following you and you put out that content that pulls them in, you have the conversations, like these these actions compound. And that is how you get the results of both the impact, right? That's how we make the impact that we want to make and also the income that we want to make. And it does not have a direct correlation with your audience size. Okay. All right. I think I made my point. I hope this was really helpful for you. I hope you listening right now, you were the one person that really needed to hear this message. And if you were, I would love for you to tell me, jump into my inbox on Instagram, send me a DM, just let me know like, hey, I needed to hear that today. Thank you so much, right? Like that just means the world to me. And and I love to know that um, that this message is reaching you and, and hitting you where it hurts, but in a wonderful way, right? <laughs> so I love you guys and I will see you on the next episode. 
Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women discover this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.